Hey traders and investors, Andrew Keen, CEO and president of the 1450 Club here Monday morning, May 11th with my co-host as always, John Voorhees. How are things going? Things are going. Another day, another day in the uh, coronavirus pandemic of 2019 and 2020. Uh, how, are, how are things going for you? Are you guys fully opened back up in Arizona yet, Andrew? So they uh, opened up uh, salons. So I was very happy I can get my, my Manny Petty again. And then they opened up, I got a haircut. I got my hair did. So uh, haircuts and salons were open. Um, and that's about it. Supposedly, supposedly restaurants open on limited capacity today, but I haven't seen much going on there. I think there's some website called Arizona, something where you can kind of see it. Um, what's going on in North Carolina? Yeah, they did phase one, which is like which is like limited retail. Um, and I'm in Chapel Hill, of course, so and this is what would have been, which is where UNC is, and this is what would have been ordinarily graduation weekend. So just kind of going for a daily walk. I saw some of the, you know, like, like t-shirt shops and stuff like that were open, but, you know, with, with limited staff, I didn't go in anywhere. Restaurants and, like, hair salons and things like that aren't open yet. Um, I'm really looking forward to a haircut. Um, but, yeah, so that, 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 that's kind of where we are here. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, let's talk about what's going on in the market. After the jobs number came out on Friday, we saw a huge rally in the market. S&P closed on the absolute high of the session on Friday, uh, up 50 points on a dismal jobs number. What do you contribute the market moving higher after a terrible jobs number? The reason for that? Yeah, I feel like we talk about this every day. It's a good question because it's you know, the news is so bad, yet the market just keeps going higher. And I, I don't know. I mean, the most logical explanation at this, this point is, you know, people are pricing in a reopen, the return of the American consumer. You know, you're seeing, you're, you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, some, some, upward price, um, some upward movement in oil, which is, of course, helpful, helpful for the market. Um, they're attributing that to, you know, a couple of things, like Saudi cut production, of course. Uh, and there's also, it, it sounds like kind of, it's, it's, the, it's the rebirth of the, the, the car. A lot of people are driving now who, who had previously relied on public transit, those who are going to work. Although I'm not sure how much that's really impacted gasoline demand, uh, given how shut down we are. Yeah, so, you know, we saw a rally and uh, it's been interesting. And, uh, you know, now today, um, a little bit of selling pressure. We actually... Last night, you know, I do watch the futures a lot, and they open up usually Sunday night, right right on the five, five or five thirty. I forgot what time it is, Eastern Standard Time, and I always watch them, and they were unchanged, and they're up a couple points, and then I woke up this morning, and you know, we're down thirty points. I'm like, well, we were up fifty on Friday. You know, is today the beginning of something bigger, or is today going to be a sell-off that needs to get bought? And so far, it looks like it needs to be bought. Um, I took four day trades today. Apple, Amazon, Baba, Netflix, they were all winners on one of my proprietary based indicators. And then there was actually a Tesla a winner too that I didn't get into. So we are seeing buying pressure today in a lot of the FANG names. And I think they said something like, what, like 20% of the S&P is from like, I don't know, the crazy statistic of like how much Apple, Microsoft um, comprises of the S&P. Doesn't like six companies comprise 20% of the S&P or half the S&P or something like that? 
It, 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 it's something like that. And if you look at the gains in the market, I think a lot of those those stocks, too. I mean, I, that had been the case for a while, but I think even more pronouncedly so, uh, you know, in, the, in, in these corona times. Yeah, so we do see, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, that we see the market, you know, kind of plugging and chugging along. Market continues to go higher. Um, Apple's rebounded hugely. Amazon, with that dismal earnings, uh, has rallied almost all the way back. And, you know, we continue to see buying pressure in the world of what I watch is institutional order flow in the option market or unusual option activity. Uh, we see buyers of SIG upside calls. That's Signet that is in the retail space. I did buy some of those today. And then we also saw some American Airlines uh, weekly calls for two weeks out being bought. So AAL, uh, keep an eye on that one. It does trade a lot of stock. We see 42,000 of the American Airlines calls that are two weeks out being bought on the 11th strike. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think Americans got got any hope here? Not for a while. I don't see people. I don't see flights returning to normal for five years. To be honest, I I, I I've talked about that for some days this weekend. I, I think it's going to be a while before people resume travel as normal. Um, like 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 quite a while. I mean, I I think I think, I think we're flying. There's like a hundred thousand people flying a day right now. I'm just not going to change in two weeks. Uh, Stock down 3% today. Uh, what is, yeah, I mean, 3% is 30 cents, so it's not like it's really getting crushed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, so, you know, what What kind of opportunities are you looking for? We saw the VIX hit the 20 handle for, let's look at how long, the last time the VIX was in the 20s. It's on the high 20s, it's spiked, it spiked above 30 today. Um, so the VIX hitting in the 20 levels, which means Starts with a two handle. This is the first time the VIX has been under 30 since, um, looks like probably February 26th. So would you say you're a buyer or the seller of the VIX here? I suppose I would be a buyer of the VIX here. I, I suppose, uh, let me take a look at the future forward slash VX. Uh, futures are trading, you know, they're below 30, uh, up, up, tiny bit today. Um, yeah, I, I would probably look for the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reverse that, and I would probably look for the VIX to go a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't, and, until we have a second wave, I don't know what's really going to derail the market. You know, you you, you had the, uh, you had Katakari come out this weekend and make some Interesting uh, comments of the Minneapolis Fed president saying real, <laughs> real unemployment rate is 24 uh, percent as of as of now, and that uh, the 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 Fed is the Fed is far from out of ammunition, <laughs> and uh, Congress should do more. So I mean I think that basically means you know more more QE right and more bailout. So I, I you know I, I where where does this all end? I think it ends with the government buying everything and uh, the market then continue to go higher. I mean, when we were in 2007, 2008, you know, like I shoot videos, like pre-market videos, and I say it's too hard to take a position. Like you don't want to be getting law in the market here because 
3,400, 500 off 3,400, what are we, 16% off the highs, something like that. You don't want to be someone who's buying the market after this huge, massive run-up. But at the same time, shorting the market right now is, has not been a winning proposition. So you just kind of say to yourself, no. you know, what do you, what do you want to do? And I, I think the right play today is, you know, you buy a little bit, you know, you look for stocks to buy when the market goes down. I mean, I've been trying to run stuff long, short. Um, perfect example, I was in EWJ calls and uh, those would hit a 50% profit. I actually hit that, took those off on Thursday, but the EWJ, with, which is the Japanese stock market, uh, ETF is up, you know, almost a percent today. It was up a percent today with the market down. So it's interesting. Like, I think you can take op opportunities and advantages of running stuff long short, being long some names, being short other names. And I, I think it's too hard to play to the long side only. I think it's too hard to play to the short side only. So if that's the possibility, you know, you got to think about what can you make money on. So I am short some names, um, you know, and then I'm long other names via puts. Um, you know, every Thursday we go over portfolio. We go over, you know, what we like and what's trading. Um, we'll go over that on Thursday again. But, you know, there's always opportunities here in the market. You know, maybe AAL is a buy when we see this. Um, it's interesting to me that we're still, you know, we have the, 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 mar the, the kind of the muted reaction to the news over the weekend market. Because you, you, you had South Korea and Germany start to reopen their economies. I mean, South Korea, you know, really probably was supposed to stick to a success story in dealing with this whole pandemic. And, you know, they reopened bars, restaurants, and, uh, et cetera. And it, it sounds like they've had like a, like a fairly decent sized outbreak now and they've shut that down. And the same thing's happening in, in Germany. So you see these economies reopen, yet the cases, you know, immediately start to go up, you know, and the, and the market's just shrugging this off. I mean, I think it may be kind of, you know, as we talked about earlier, once we open, we're not closing back down. So, you know, perhaps the market, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not making a, a, a moral, moral judgment here. I mean, the market doesn't care about, about bodies in, in the morgue, so much as they, they care about consumer, but, you know, I don't see people going out to eat if there's people dying from the coronavirus. I just, you know, I, so I, I it, it, it's really interesting that this, this rally we're seeing. I, I don't, I don't really understand it, uh, as we've been talking about. Uh, back, you know, when you were trading in 2008, 2009, did you see it take a while for all the stimulus to uh, really hit hit the stock market? I was reading something over the weekend, you know, that a lot of this, you, you would see just a real surge of stock price in 2021, once kind of all this trickled into the stock market. Well, we, like we talked about, it took a long time for stimulus to hit. Um, it took, and then, you know, the market took another nine months and 40% to the downside until we did rally. And if, if we don't sell back off again, this would be the shortest uh, sell-off or bear market in history. So it's, it's interesting. Um, and I kind of want to change, let's change the tone of something. Let's talk about something different we haven't talked about in a really long time. Um, let's talk about Bitcoin here. There was something that came out last week that said Paul Tudor Jones was putting on uh, was putting on a position in uh, Bitcoin. Uh, this is probably about a thousand dollars higher. So Bitcoin, I think the half is coming up next. Um, uh, so uh, has it halved, or do we have a date when it's going to half? 
happened this week? Look here. Oh, it's today. What'd you find? It's, it's happening today, so I guess miners are getting, you know, half <laughs> as many Bitcoins. Yeah, so Bitcoin is halving today, which basically means that um, that the the amount of that the Bitcoiners can mine are now uh, 50% of what they could before, which in theory should make the price go higher. We saw Bitcoin spike up to 9,400, back down to about 9,000, but Paul Tudor Jones says he's coming out buying it, and he said that's basically... Um, his hedge against inflation. What do you feel about Bitcoin at the 9,000 level here? Do you like it? Do you not like it? I like it as a hedge against inflation. I don't know about it as a, you know, as a trade. I think if you look at kind of the price action for, you know, about the past year, uh, pull up a chart of Bitcoin, but it, it seems to really hover around that 10,000 level. Right. Um, you know, and you'll 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 see some some deviation from there, but I don't I don't know I don't know that we'll get back up to twenty thousand or anything like that. I think I think it's a relatively I think it's a relatively stable store of value at this point. You know, albeit a volatile one. I mean, a stable store of value uh, with twenty percent upside or downside either way. But it, it, it's kind of immune to to government incompetence. Which I think is the the, the appeal, you know, it's it, it's not a fiat currency, so it is a good hedge. But if you're if you're investing in Bitcoin, you really have to be prepared to go along for the ride. I mean, you put a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin, and maybe eighty thousand, you know, in, in a month, and maybe a hundred twenty thousand in six months, or vice versa. Uh, but I think you'll be relatively range bound. I think you know, if you're you're managing a large portfolio, there's definitely a good place for it. Um, and I think you know, it is an inflation hedge. Uh, you know, I think in five years, uh, you'll see that. Yeah, so I mean, I have money in Bitcoin. Uh, my last buy was about 6,600 and, you know, I watch it go down to 3,400 and then I saw it go back. So like, I'm in it for the long haul. I believe in cryptocurrencies, I believe in blockchain. And I just kind of look at it like this, like if Bitcoin was not going to be, you know, if it was not worth anything and people didn't have any sort of value for it, why would it still be 9,000? So. I still believe in the Bitcoin and blockchain story. Um, I'm continue to be long, um, so that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, I don't think you can really pick a level in Bitcoin uh, to try to get long. Uh, 6,700 is a good level, obviously. 3,400. I had about 20 to 30,000 dollars in my account, and I should have just shoved all in the last 30,000 when I hit 3,400 because I do believe in the long term. Um, <laughs> but I think it's you can't really trade it because you can't short it. Um, you just gotta basically close your close your eyes and buy it. You know, does it really matter if you buy it at six thousand, seven thousand, you know, eight thousand? If it's gonna go to a hundred thousand or zero, so like, you know, pick a level that you like. Um, maybe use some technical analysis. Maybe look at a Fibonacci retracement um, and kind of go from there. Really, you think Bitcoin will go to a hundred thousand? I, I think I think there's about a. Oh, 15% chance. I mean, it's, yeah, I look at it like... I, if I, I put, I'm, more of a, I'm more of a buyer of Bitcoin, you know, once it, once it kind of creeps below like 7,500 or so. Uh, you know, right now it seems like kind of fair value, but there's definitely, you know, you, you, you can definitely see some short-term, short-term losses buying a level of 9,000. 
I don't know when it's crossed. When's the last time it's crossed above eleven thousand? Um, I know it's got tenant change. I don't know if it's uh, in twenty nineteen it was above eleven thousand at any point. Um. Yeah. So it's kind of how I feel. You know, like I'm, I'm in it. it was, I've been in, in it for July. a while. Um. I'm not. In July. I'm not really like probably going to add to my position. Um. You know, if we get down to thirty four hundred, that's where I should have added. Um. But I've chosen not to. Um. So that's kind of how I look at it. Um, so what else are we talking about today? How do you feel about oil? We saw oil, huge rally in the last couple of weeks. Um, do you like oil here? Do you not like oil here? Six and a half dollars to 25. Do you think we get another, another play at oil where you can't store it and it goes to negative? Not necessarily. Out of the Saudis are cutting production. You had some other news news out of the kingdom over the weekend. Some austerity measures they they've put in place. I think they've caught the uh, cost, they've 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 eliminated the cost of living stipend. I think every single like citizen of Saudi Arabia gets like sixty thousand dollars a year or something. It's basically universal basic income, uh, you know, from from the oil economy. Uh, and I, I think they've suspended that indefinitely. Um, you know, because of the oil situation. So, but they've also cut production. So I think I think they're pretty incentivized. You know, whether or not they can get things worked out with Russia and act in some coordination with OPEC and OPEC Plus. But I think you're in see reduction in supply. Uh, it's possible we'll have another negative print in oil. I don't think it'll be any like anything we've seen before, simply because you know you're starting to see production cuts. Yeah, I supposedly you. increased demand. Yeah, I mean oil like. I can't believe it's rally like this too. You know, I'm kind of like I'm kind of perplexed that the market is rally like this, but you know, it's going higher. You know, technically, I mean, I think we could maybe it was a once in a lifetime thing where oil went negative. Um, it did go negative. It has rallied back. The market has rallied back. Uh, market looks strong today. Um, I talked about the Fang names. You know, I'm long all those just for day trades. Those are all winning. Um, so there's always opportunities out there. You just got to find those opportunities. We got about two minutes left here. Why don't you give a one one minute synopsis of what you think? Yeah, I mean, I, this rally continues to defy imagination. I see no no reason why this would be the shortest bull market in history when we're like in the midst of the greatest economic calamity in his in history. We we've shut down entire segments of the economy. Defies imagination. Uh, I continue to look for tech names. I think tech is what. It, it is where you're going to find long opportunities. Tech and of course pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals are going to be more volatile, uh, much more headline driven. You know, tech. Uh, you know, with this new remote world, I would I would definitely re do research on tech. Um, you know, I think you can find some really good values there. Uh, that that are that are, are stocks that still offer good values. Uh, you know, given this new remote world that we live in. Yes, yeah, so I'm here. Yeah, my synopsis is the market is going higher in the short term. You know, I don't want to be the last guy, you know, buying the market. Uh, I will say that I did miss the rally um, to the upside. I was kind of bearish. Um, Supply-demand curve, uh, you know, the only thing that someone's worth is the difference between buyers and sellers. And we've gotten some buying pressure today. You know, like I said, the futures are down 30. Now they've, they've half that. They're only down uh, 15 points. Um, so, you know, just be careful here. I am... Long some positions, short positions, some positions, uh, all through options, calls and puts. Um, that is it for today. Hopefully we'll get some more news, a little bit more excitement tomorrow. Thank you for viewing in, as always, with my co-host, John Borges. Any last minute? Thank you. All right, have a good one, everyone.